Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Come on, side, side, Hey, y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy, Saha the Prince, and you're listening to Come On, Son, the podcast show with my partner, Ed Lover. Hey! What up, y'all? It's Ed Lover. This is Come On, Son, the podcast brought to you by Cigars International. For all your cigar needs, go to cigarsinternational.com. That's cigarsinternational.com. Enter the promo code ED10 off and get 10 off your entire order as we get closer to Christmas. We'll be hiking that up to 20, 25%. So for all you cigar aficionados like myself, please go to cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. And also locally here, Nissan South and Morrow. 6889 uh, Jonesboro Road. Joining me in the studio right now, my man Ja from Bossip.com, of yeah, course. Yeah. This is my dude right here. And also, we are going to be talking to a Grammy-nominated music artist, a dude that's been around for a long time. I met God. When did I... I met dude a, a long time ago here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We was at a, a party at one of the one of the rooftop parties. I forgot the name of the spot. Uh, it used to be hot. Uh, Twist. Oh, Twist. Twist. Yeah, twist. We was yeah, at Twist, twist. on yep. the rooftop. Uh-huh. I remember talking to dude, and it's been going on for so many years, man. I've been waiting for this music project, keeping up on all his mixtapes, and now the album, No Dope on Sunday, is finally out. And listen, folks, y'all know me. Y'all know how much I love hip-hop. And you know I'm not going to tell you shit is dope if it ain't dope. If you don't have No Dope on Sunday, you're fucking killing yourself man. right now. Tell Saha him. the prince right. is in the building. Right. What up, brother? Thank you. Thank you. How you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, One of the great, dopest man. MCs. Great. Like, a real MC. Thank you, man. Thank you. Like, you're a real MC. Like, yes. I've watched you body BT ciphers. <laughs> like, murder motherfuckers. Right, and then right. as soon as I saw, I was like, I was like, like I'm watching on TV. I'm like, that looks like Saha. Right. Like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here it come. <laughs> body the game, brother. Yes, How you yes. been, bro? I'm great, man. Man, blessed, highly favored, man. I'm just excited. The album's out. It's being received well, critically acclaimed. So I'm just, I'm blessed, man. I, I have no complaints. Long time coming, huh? Yes, yes. Nine mixtapes? Yeah, I had about nine mixtapes. Yeah, you know, that was just the journey of uh, someone who put in those hours. Um, the devil was definitely working, but we're here now. How did Sidell Young become Saha the Prince? When did you, I like to ask people, when did you get bit by hip hop? What <laughs> What did you hear that made you say, I want to rhyme? Well, I think, 
I think I wasn't a great reader growing up. So I used to be like the class clown. So my teachers was like, that was their way of repaying me. Like, yo, read the you third grew up paragraph there. and stand up and read it. I'm two, we were there. It, you know what I mean? So it was like, Damn. you can't even read. Sit your, you know, sit your ass down. It's a dirty so, game. So I just always wanted to get revenge on that. So I used to write poems to, you know, girls trying to work on my joint to show right. them I ain't really that slow. You know what I mean? So one of my partners just ended up hearing one of the poems that the teacher had, like, confiscated or something, read out loud to try to embarrass somebody. He's like, man, that poem you wrote, old girl, was incredible. <laughs> like, incredible. He's like, bro, you never tried to rap. This is like in the eighth grade. Okay. He from Philly. I'm like, nah, I'm trying to write. So he just ended up, yo, bro, do this. Turn your raps like this beat on the table, like this, like this tempo, and just kind of... So I was like, oh, okay. So, so who are you listening to? Like, musically, what's what's going on with you well, in this, the eighth grade? At this time, I couldn't listen to rap. That's what That was the difference. Like, I might have heard it, like, in the club, but I couldn't, like, buy my own CD. Mm-hmm. Like, not in my house. Well, my mom wasn't here. She wasn't having it. So this is the coldest part. The dude from Philly, after he done taught me how to rap for about eight months, we have a freestyle battle at the end of the year, and he raps this song, How You Like Me Now? I go blow, this the shit that move crowds making every ghetto foul. I might have took your first child, scarred your life, crippled your style. I, I gave you power. power. I made you buck wild. Wow. This nigga turned into a gun on me in the middle of the common area. Like we having a big freestyle battle. I killed seven, eight people. He destroys me. Five years later, I'm four years later, I'm riding in my partner car. And I hear, how you like me now? I go blah. I'm like, oh, you got my partner CD. He like, boy, you know Nas? I'm like, Nas. Wow, I'm like, he... bro, this is my partner CD. He's like, right. no, bro, this is Nas. So in the eighth grade, when Nas was the lyricist of the year, I was battling Nas because my partner was rapping all his raps. Oh, wow. He perpetrated a whole fraud yeah. and made me a monster. How did he get his hands on those rhymes? Because he's from Philly, so he I guess knew what it was. He knew more than, like, he used to rap me like Big L raps. Right, and, oh, okay. Like, I used to think they was his raps. But Nas must have dropped that on a mixtape before he ever or nah, put it on the freestyle. Nah, nah, Nas might have dropped That was on his album. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, it was written. It was, so that was yeah, like 96. Yeah. 97? Yeah, 97. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So but you had no idea it was a Nas I, I mean, I think it might have been out for about a year or two. Right. I just yeah. no idea because from the South, we listen to UGK. Right. Triple C's. We ain't had like the internet where you could like. Okay. You know, when I got reasonable wow. doubt, somebody had to burn it from New York, drive it down here, give it to me. It was like, wow, this is reasonable doubt. It was like that. So I think that's kind of was my transition into being doing hip hop and rapping was. When this dude was just drilling me, you know what I mean, all through the eighth grade year with different raps from different legends, and I thought it was this eighth grader. I was like, man, how's this wow. eighth grader sound like a scholar? <laughs> That's you know, back then, Nas would sound like a whole yeah. scholar. Yeah. You know what I mean? This boy was 14, sound like a scholar. I was like, boy, you are. Why <laughs> <laughs> are you in the slow class with me? <laughs> you can rap like this. Yeah, so that just like made this. you work on your game a lot yeah, harder. Yeah, yeah. And then I was just, after that, I was just the best at a, in my city, you know what I mean, as far as, like, on a lyrical level. So I just stuck, stuck with it. So Stone Mountain, Georgia is where you're from. Yeah, Stone Mountain, Anybody Georgia. else ever come out of Stone Mountain, Georgia? Well, Stone Mountain is, like, it's mixed between Stone Mountain and Decatur. So okay. Like, it, Swiss Beats went to my school, Lala, uh, Jagged Edge. Right. Me, like, I'm really from, like, the, the whole DeKalb County. Like, it's Gucci Man. Right. You know, Future, 21 Savage. That's the side of town where all the artists come from. Okay. The, you know, the super dope ones. 
Yeah. You know what I mean, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. man. So you you go on and and you start creating. When did you catch the ear for your first record deal? What was your first record deal like? Man, ooh, my first record deal. See, I used to be signing some street dudes, right? So I had a few record deals. I just they didn't go all the way through because the people didn't want to deal with the dudes. That right. I was oh, really? To. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been offered over about thirty deals. Yeah, I've been like the to me, I've been the best rapper that the industry's known for about I would say a good 10, 15 years. Oh wow. It's just the people in like in the streets probably didn't know it because I never got out the industry because it was like different gangsters and stuff like nah, we want 75%. It's like, oh, we can't give you 75%. Right. Or 90%. Like, right. Yeah, it's not, so that's not gonna so happen. On a business level, that's not gonna <laughs> happen. Oh, these are the dudes that are financing your music. Yeah, financing I mean, you I got studio. I got put out the house early. Like, so I was in, I was young, I was in the street about 14, 15. So it was like these are dudes like helping me get money and we right. were like a family. So it was just like they they didn't know how good I was until everybody started offering me so much money. So they made us get in this group. And my first deal was with Nooney and Jazzy Fast Show Nuff. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and we had our deal through Shakir at Def Jam. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Shaq. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So when he passed away, me and G, us and Jeezy got signed at the same time. Okay. We like this young Man. group. Then it was What's Jeezy. the name of the group? Hoodlum. Okay. So okay. it was a group called Hoodlum from uh, uh, Stone, Atlanta, Decatur area. So then, you know, that went through. That didn't go right because, you know, you know, like I said, the street stuff was involved. They and then Shakir wasn't there anymore and to Shakir push was, that through. Exactly, because right. Shakir was the one that would have tightened like, all that up. To right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Could so, get L.A. Reid to do what he knew yeah. was going to pop. Shakir stood for all y'all to do. And talk to the gangsters. Yeah. And, 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 and talk yeah. to the gangsters. Shakir could be the conduit yeah. between the gangsters and the record label. Mm-hmm. Shakir's responsible for a lot of the great music that you heard coming out on Def Jam at the time. Exactly. So um, after that, I kind of had to pay my way out of that because I understood that was what was holding me back. You had to pay back. your way out? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, and a few fist fights. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's better now because, you know, after that, I had, once I paid it, I had, well, I got a deal Do you mind telling us how much you had to pay to get out of that deal? Uh, I think it was like 75. Oh, my, wow. I mean, I gave my, that was my advance, 75, but I had already kind of hustled up some street money to kind of okay. add on top of that. But my advance was like 75 grand, so, I got the advance from Akon. That's when I was doing the deal with him. Right. And then I gave it to them, and that's kind of what, you know, catapulted me into, like, my solo career. Okay, now you would think Akon, being behind Lady Gaga, so many hit records, mm-hmm. wasn't T-Pain on Convict yep. Music? Yep, yep. You would think that Psy High the Prince would flourish. Mm-hmm. Were you Psy High the Prince when you were with Hulu? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. you would think Psy High the Prince would flourish on Convict Music. Right. Why didn't that happen? Because I was, everybody wanted to sign me because they knew I could rap very well. But when it came to making music, they wanted me to make, like, trap music. Cause I'm even, from Atlanta. even Akon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm from Atlanta. So it was like, that's what's popping. That's what's going you on. That's what's working. I'm like, I love, like, hip-hop. Like, I like to rap on different kind of beats. I don't just want to rap at one BPM the whole album. Like, right. that right. ain't what I do, boss. So it's like, that was our big thing, bumping heads. Like, man, we got to work this at radio, man. You got to work this at... You gotta do this, you gotta be. I'm like, man, I make genuinely good music. I make great bodies of work, promote that. And we just kept not butting heads on it. You know what I'm saying? But I was dropping mixtapes that was crashing the internet. Like they had to re-put it up like two, three right. times. So I always knew I was something special. It just I didn't do it the way they wanted to monetize it on radio and different things of that nature. So I just 
they start, they fell out with me. They was like, man, we just not gonna, you know, move your stuff. We gonna put you like on the shelf or whatever you wanna right. call it. So I just tried to find some dudes in the city who was doing real hip hop. And that's when I ran across, you know, Yellow Wolf and the guy mm -hmm. Peel and Big Crits. And mm -hmm. that's what this early J. Cole days. So we started doing a lot of music together. And I did the song with Yellow Wolf and Peel right. called I Wish. Mm -hmm. I wish a motherfucker would, would. tell me I mm -hmm. ain't hip hop. Right. You ain't hip hop. Like, we did that. And somehow Kanye seen that. And he watched the whole video to the third verse. And it was my verse. And he was like, whoever that is on that third verse. Is the coldest nigga ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, well, you talked about, um, you know, the kind of songs they wanted you to make at the time. Mm -hmm. How do you look at songwriting? What's your approach to songwriting? Because I know there's a lot mm -hmm. of MCs who are dope on the mic who have great verses who I would say probably aren't the best songwriters. Right. Like, I feel like on No Dope on Sunday, I mean, on your mixtapes as well, but I feel like especially on No Dope on Sunday, you put together good records, right. like good songs. But what's your approach to just getting off a million bars mm -hmm. and approaching a song, a record where you want to make a point and make it cohesive and make something that people can want to listen to over and over again. I think more so about songwriters, more so about concepts. Like, I'm very conceptual. Like I can't, like I don't have writer's block. I have like concept block. Like if I don't have a concept, I can't write. Right. Like, I'm not a dude who can really just. Right for I, no reason. Yeah, now I do have like I can do like freestyle, but I, I see hate you do it. a lot of freestyles. Yeah, but you... I hate it. Like I right. hate it because it, it's not, it's no it's no focus. It's no right. you know message really. It's just showing how prolific I am at putting words. Talking together. some shit, yeah, real talking man. Some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like to change lives. Well, it don't matter. You gonna give us a freestyle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say that shit all day. You can give me a no, no. But uh, that's what that's kind of. Where I get it from, like, okay. you know, just being that type of guy where the concepts has always stood out. And that was my thing. I used to fail all my classes, but I used to ace the school projects. That mm. was, like, my thing, science fair, all that. Right. I used to love the that. The thinking so. part, the real yeah. thinking, put it together. Yeah, and, yeah. Right. But, yeah, I wasn't that good in school, though. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm fascinated with concepts. So, being yeah. smart and being good in school are not uh, mutually exclusive. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because it's weird to be such a dope MC, but... Not good in school. Right, right. That's weird. Was yeah, it was weird. English a standout class for you in school? Yeah, that was the only thing I probably did good in. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. In literature. Yeah. Okay, so you go on and Kanye, Kanye, uh, here's your verse. Did he reach out to you? How did y'all get in touch with each other? Um, no ID got in touch with Greg Street and Greg put me on the phone and it was I was in Hawaii five days later. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No ID is an instrumental part in a lot of people's careers. In a careers. lot of shit, ain't it? In a lot of people's mm -hmm. careers. In a lot of shit. So when, no when, you, when you get to, uh, you get to uh, Hawaii, what is Kanye working on at the time when you get to Hawaii? Um, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I was just there. I seen Ross. I seen S1. I seen, I just seen the greatest. I seen Nicki come through. Man, I remember I first seen it. I was like, God, she is really that beautiful in real life. <laughs> it was like she was like a real Barbie, like in real life. I was like, okay, this is weird. Uh, uh, Alicia Keys sung her part pregnant in the booth. Wow. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? It was just things I was seeing, like, wow. What did he tell you he wanted you to do? Like that conversation. How was that? What well, was that conversation? When I first about? got when I first got there, it was he I walked in the room, it was him and Amber, and he was playing my whole mixtape, like. Jesus, Craig rapping the world. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. That's a hell of a way to meet Kanye you know West. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is crazy, right? So then he was like, yo, I'm about to go to the movies. 
I got this record. Like, we might have been there for about an hour. And then he was like, yo, I'm about to go to the movies. I got this record I want you to help me on. I'm like, okay. He mm-hmm. like, pull it up. It's so appalled. He's like, y'all, you know, see if you can think of a hook for me or something to stay in the hook part. I'm like, okay, cool. So he leaves. He leave me with the engineer. And I just, you know, kind of helped, you know, thought of some stuff for the hook. But then it was like we was here. I was super excited. I was like, told the engineer, put me, take me eight minutes into the beat. Because his verse was like at the first minute or two. Mm. I told him, put me at the end, like eight minutes. I just wanted to write a rap. Right. Like, I was like, I'm here. I just want to write a rap. I wrote a rap and put it like eight minutes at the end of the song. So he was playing Jay-Z the beat. Like, Jay-Z, he wanted Jay-Z on the song. Uh-huh. So he was like, yo, check the song out. So I guess after his verse and the hook, he didn't stop the record. I guess they were still talking right. while the music playing. And they, the grace of God, that shit went through for eight minutes. And my verse just That's abruptly crazy. comes in. And they like, what the fuck is going on? Who the fuck got the verse on me? Like, because he right. don't play that. Like, he'll... You'll yeah. never come to right. <laughs> you know, put that fucking verse on my <laughs> shit without oh, asking yeah, me permission. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then when the verse went out, he said, he told me, he said, man, Beyonce said, whoever that is, you need to sign. Oh, it. wait a minute. Jay-Z was there? Yeah, Jay-Z was there with Beyonce. Not so I left. And he was still in Hawaii when I left. Right. Jay-Z came out after I left. And I guess he was playing on the album, telling him what this is what I want you to get on. And that's how he was. And the name of that song is? So Appalled. Okay. So he was already there listening to it. Jay-Z was listening to it just to get on it. And Beyonce was just in the room. And she, she co-signed this? Yeah, she was like, whoever that is, you need to sign them. And two wow. weeks later, he was like, man, thanks. Thank Beyonce. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, wow. So everywhere I go, I thank Beyonce. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's crazy. So yeah. did that verse end up being the verse on So Appalled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the wow. verse. And you just put it on there on the humble. On the humble. Like, if I would have knew Jay-Z pushing, you know, all these people, I would have really sat down and like, you know what I'm saying? For everybody that's listening to this that's a rapper, like, that worked out for Saha. Don't just go run up in people's session and just start thinking you're going to That worked out for Saha. Because like you said, the crazy guy think about it, that's kind of bold for the engineer to even let you, allow you to do that. Sure. Because he could have been like, Mr. West does not want anybody on his tracks doing anything. Yeah. And yeah. he just let you go, and it I ended up it. working out for yeah, you. Yeah, because when I rapped the verse, the engineer was like, damn, that shit was <laughs> <laughs> That was all right. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that yeah. is a crazy shit. The crazy thing is the engineer is still his engineer to this day. He was like in, he was like a, it was three engineers down there that was like going back and forth. Right. And the one who recorded that is like his main engineer right now. So you got to think him and Beyonce. Yeah, but even him, he was trying to get his spot, like, that right. was that was something that probably yeah that was a chance yeah, he moved for yeah he's like I'm gonna take this risk and if it yeah. paid off and like, I guess it worked out for both of y'all exactly yeah so. hell yeah because he could have got fired <laughs> hell yeah he could have got like, fired let this I told <laughs> him like, who did it help me work on this fucking right. song right. Right. I come in here and audition mm-hmm. and shit I he heard record him himself who did it because I know his goddamn so yeah he had to be on the fence then right because even though he brought you down there to help. With my dog Twisted Fantasy mm-hmm. and was playing your mixtape and going crazy over it, he still had to be on the fence about whether or not he wanted to sign you. Right. So that right. fucking co-sign from Beyonce that's, was that's crazy. Big. Crazy. Oh, so crazy. so have you? I know you've written stuff for Kanye. How? Did, mm-hmm. What was the first time Kanye rejected something that you wrote? And how did that? How did that conversation go? I mean, that's probably every song. Right. We like I reject stuff he writes. Like, I don't think that's gonna go. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's that's why we're there together. Like, right. Now, now he makes the ultimate final decision. Like, if he still likes it, then 
That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. And we find a way to make that part better. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's always back and forth. It's always brainstorming. It's always dialogue being had between me, him, the producers, other people who may come in and help. Right. So we always, it's really just a brainstorming mission. It's not, we don't, it's not like you're writing for like, Little Bow like when he was little, like, here, read this. Yeah, it yeah, sounded yeah, like right, Jermaine right, Dupree yeah. writing for Bow Wow. Yeah, it ain't that. I crafted a song. Nah, it's right. just, here you if, go. If the beat was on in here and you, Kanye, all of us would be like, hey, no, say as instead of if. Oh, say. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's a collaborative yeah. effort. Yeah, yeah. It ain't okay. just like write everything and be like, hey, and here's, you got a, it. here's your verse, Kanye. Yeah. See, verse. I think what people are misconstruing is they thinking like Kanye crafts a beat. And then goes, okay, Saha, write me a song to this. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's not no, like that. that. It's everybody collaborating. It's not mm. like when Nas wrote Get Jiggy with it for Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Or, Will, here's or, your song. Or, yeah, here's your song. Did Steel Dre. Steel Dre, right. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Right, or yeah. five records on Foxy's first yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've done that for certain people. Right, right, for sure. Right, yeah. Not for Ye. He's like, it'd be crazy if people think he can't do it. I'm like, man, that man is. Hey, when he be having me in there, I'd be like, man, what? I don't even ask questions because I know how dope he is. Right. Like, everybody, we don't even have to be in here. I don't know why he... I think, <laughs> the reason why he really got us in there because he liked to be creative on a lot of different things. So he just don't want to be stuck in the studio and only could do rap. He right. like to do shoes, design hotels, mm-hmm. all the other stuff. But he, So he need people to help him in all different facets so he can be able to... Do all this stuff yeah, at once. delegate all right. of it at, at once. Well, what do you think about that, Saha? Being a, a, an MC of your caliber, do you think a person can call themselves the greatest if other people wrote for them? Um, well, I, like I, my, my theory is you have to conquer rap first. So it's okay, like, for Drake, for instance. Your first two albums, you can't have a person write for you. Okay. But after you done won the Grammys, you done conquer rap... Because what I seen that made me realize what was going on is going to the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, Sam Smith walk on stage or, like, Christina Aguilera, and it's, like, 15 people behind her that she want to thank that helped write the song. Mm-hmm. But in hip-hop, it could just be, it only could be you and the engineer. Right. right. Like, you can't outthink 15 writers with you and the engineer. You, you got ninth grade education. I got it. Like, how you gonna outthink all these people? So Mm -hmm. it's like. Some of the greatest albums have always been a collaborative effort. For sure. So, absolutely. And I think hip hop grew grew up. And I think if the old school, my old heads, me and the guys that I love coming up, if Carrots won and Running Them and Kane and Rakim and all of them would have thought on the scale of an RB artist they would still be around making records today. Mm, yeah. Because we were, we of, of the mindset, no, an MC writes his own shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't bite nobody's shit. You don't, mm-hmm. nobody could come in and say, say this lyric. Uh-uh. Right, right, right. That yeah, was against yeah. the fucking rules of an MC. When an MC was first born, mm-hmm. part of the rules were, it's you. Right. You're the MC. You're, nobody's collaborating on this yeah, shit. Yeah, this is for you. And I think I think people, you know, first of all, Puff was one of the first people that really turned that around. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Foxy and Kim and everybody, you know, behind them. But Puff was like, you know, I'm going to rhyme on this, but I ain't writing this shit. I ain't right. no MC. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. the Ghost Rider became prevalent in hip-hop, and it was a quiet thing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of people don't know, like, I say some artists speak for the culture and some artists speak to the culture. Mm-hmm. Now, like, to me... Some artists speak to the culture like, hey, this is what we doing, this is what we got, this is what y'all should be doing, rollies, whatever, boom, boom. Then there's some artists that speak for the culture like, hey, this is what hip-hop's about, this is what's going on. So I feel like Ye look at that as 
if I'm gonna speak for the culture to white America or middle America, I need to have bring guys in that's a part of the culture to come ask them, hey, what do you think the culture should what I should say? Or right. what do you think? That's how he looks at it. He don't look at it like I'm rapping to a bunch of niggas in the inner city. Right. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, he right. Yeah. That's like all these white people at my show is like, okay, what can I tell them about our people that'll make them look at it? Like, oh, black people are amazing. I'm talking right. to the whole saying? world. So I'm talking to the whole world. Well, shit, one of the greatest albums that ever came out was The Chronic, and I was yeah. a collaborative yeah, effort. Exactly. And anybody yeah. think Dre did that by them himself? He's a goddamn <laughs> Well, that's fool. the thing about it. It's yeah, like Scott you... Storch producing on that. You had fucking Daz Dillinger Daz, producing yeah, on that. Yeah. You had Dre producing on that. You had a lot of people writing on that. Corrupt me. Yeah. Corrupt yeah. was in yeah. the room. Snoop, everybody was yeah. in the room. Snoop said everybody was in them, in them sessions. Warren G has lyrics on there that he don't even get credit for. Right. Everybody wrote. Every, Dre don't write rhymes at all. Well, that's no. the thing. You got to choose. Like, do you want to have? Do you want to hear the dopest verse you ever heard from one person ever, or do you want to have the greatest song you ever heard in your life? But you can have both. You can, you can have both. You can have. You both. can have both. But the collaborative effort speaks to like this song is gonna sound dope. You're gonna like the words, but without all these people, this song might not be the song that it is right now that you've been playing for 20, 30 years. That's why right. it touches so many people because so many people got an opinion on it. It's like a lot of guys, man, grew up in a one, you know, little neighborhood. They ain't really left their neighborhood until they got some money. Right. So if you, you know, to touch a lot of different and broad people, if you got a lot of people in there giving you different opinions, different, you know, walks of life. Perspective on how things are. Some yeah. people from college. Like when we were doing Yeezus, that's how it was. Like a lot of different because at first he didn't want to say I'm a God. He thought it was going to offend a lot of people. I'm like, man. And, and Funsworth Bentley was in there going at him like, nah, man, you can't say this. <laughs> right, yeah, Like, because yeah, he's yeah, very yeah. spiritual. And right. I'm arguing with Funsworth. Like, what you trying to say, Funsworth? We don't right. love the Lord? Yeah. Oh, you think because you, your pastor, we just don't offer, we just don't all ask for offering. Right. We still, this still, man still did Jesus Walks. He rapped that shit in front of Beanie Siegel and State Property. Diplomats and Rockefeller. Yeah. Right. If you walk in the studio and rap, Jesus walks in front of them three people, I can't tell you nothing. <laughs> no pun intended. I can't tell right. that man nothing. That's courage, yeah, bro. Yeah, especially absolutely. in that time. And especially time, coming yeah. up in a time when they did not want you to rap. Right. That's not what even, people yeah. forget about Kanye West. Yeah. They was like, nah. Make Get beats. Rap about right. Jesus. Right. Jesus, it was yeah. like, make beats. Right. That's what you do. Make beats. The first time I met Kanye West was at a, a, a club. I was actually one of the promoters on a, on a club in New York called Mars 2112. Okay. And he came through, and he couldn't get in. And they wow. was holding him outside, and he was like, hey, uh, hey, man, hey, Ed Lover. I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm Kanye West. I, I was like, oh, Kanye. Oh. Get my man in this club. Right. Wow. I was like, that boy's dope. That boy's a dope-ass producer. Get that boy in the club. Yeah. And brought his ass right in the club, man. Mm -hmm. So they didn't want him to rhyme, man. Jay didn't even really believe in Kanye as a rap artist. Dame did. Yeah. Right. They, listen to Big Brother was, you know, the Big yeah. Brother record. Jay mm -hmm. didn't believe in yeah. Kanye West like that. Dame signed Kanye to Rockefeller. Yeah. See, that, and that's why, that's the biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, to prove himself. That's the biggest thing. Like, a lot of people don't know. They ask me about the relationship because, you know. Right, Jay, of course. Yeah, I know both of them. But see, that's Jay chip on his shoulder. Like, at the end of the day, y'all really didn't. I've, I'm just an overachiever. Right. So mm -hmm. keep letting me overachieve. It's like, he'd be like, man, I overachieve, so I feel like people should believe in me now. And for him to have to still, like, fight for 
simple respect, stuff. Respect, yeah, and respect, he feel like you know he's supposed to have. Like, right. That's what would be driving him crazy. Like, yeah, I get it. Cause I yeah, mean, there's a certain level of respect yeah, that yeah, should come with, yeah. with what what you put down mm-hmm. and what you have done as an artist. For mm-hmm. any artist in any any genre or whatever you do, yeah. you should you gotta feel like that. Well, that's mm-hmm. the other side of the thing, right? Like people talk about the Jay and Kanye beef, but you know when you listen to that interview that Jay did with the New York Times the other day, he said it's a complicated relationship with me and Kanye. It's always going to be love, mm-hmm. but it's a complicated relationship, and that's the other part of the complication, like mm-hmm. you said, like. Jay probably didn't all the way believe like that. But and he didn't. Jay, he absolutely and, 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 didn't. And, and so Kanye is looking at it like, hey, bro, like you said, like I overachieved. I, I did this shit and a whole hell of a lot more. Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's things that Jay had with him that he felt like, yo, I'm kind of like, respect me too. Like, I respect but you. But th- they, they relationship ain't even that. They relationship is like, it's money. Like, Jay is a real businessman. For People sure. forget he was a dope I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. But Ye don't care about the man. At all. He's just trying so to do So it's art. just like, they're going to tour together. They might get two million for the show. Ye want to spend a million and a half on the stage. On the new stage. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> just to buy extra speakers, stage, lights. Right. What it sounds sonically yeah, is Jay important. like, man, y'all put the DJ back down. <laughs> yeah, like, like, bro, like, I got to buy these Basquiat's and these other motherfuckers. Like, you talking <laughs> about taking all the bread yeah. right. to put on this stage. Yeah. So yeah. that's the that's their whole beef. It ain't right. nothing else. It's just, so, how, how do you fit in? To the equation of <laughs> coming up at Sci High, mm-hmm. getting with good music. Are you still with good music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still family. It just I had to move my distribution. So you moved else. the distribution off of good yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. Why? Well, Def Jam. Cause they were Def Jam. Oh, the Def Jam thing more than a good yeah, music. It's thing. a Def Jam right. issue more than good what, music. What were the issues you had with Def Jam? I mean, you know, just I got signed to Def Jam with Akon and Boo. Okay. But they they didn't like the music I was doing, so. Once L.A. Reid and that regime left, I was still trying to get it done, but they wanted me to kind of just keep doing what I was doing because Kanye was like they cash cow or whatnot. Right. So I just, you know, got my money up, got a few lawyers, get me out the situation. And I, I like what Trav is doing. Like, Trav is family to us, but uh-huh. he, his situation is on Sony. So I just moved my situation to Sony as well. If you see, my album came out. All <laughs> <laughs> good so far. Yeah, yeah because how, how is it being a dude with, with as much talent as you have and have to wait for Big Brother to put their music out, and then you were like, well, I'm ready? Um, Like I said, I ain't really a... Uh, I'm not really a fame seeker. Uh-huh. Like, I like my music to be out, you know what I'm saying? But I've been, I've been that guy since I've been in kindergarten, so I really... Then have to like jump in the picture or ask when I'm gonna come out. Ooh. And, and then it's like when he put an album out, it's like me putting an album out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know if I ever sell those <laughs> amount of records on my own, but, but I'm on all them albums. Yeah, but so. I definitely know you're gonna sell them. Because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's a good look no yeah. matter how you slice yeah. it. Yeah, now if it was just a mediocre artist, then I'd be like, huh, like, right, I, I, I wanna man. get my own thing about, but yeah. you have to be talking about the biggest artists in the world, it's like you write with yeah, Michael Jackson. Right. right. Yeah. Like, hey. his shine is your shine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. By, by default, no yeah, matter what. Yeah, even 25% of his shine is bigger is than have, yeah. 100% of anybody else's shine you can right. be. Yeah, you absolutely. I mean? so, yeah. so now, now, No Dope on Sunday is uh-huh. out. How long did it take you to, to do this record? Uh, No Dope on Sunday is about a year and a half. Really? Yeah. About a year and a half. Just to, You know, because I got about five, ten different versions of every song. So I just keep going over them and add the drums here, take them out here, mm. put them over here, put this singer on. With no, different like lyrics that. and different everything? Yeah, different lyrics. Some of them got different lyrics. Some of them got different harmonies. A lot of different things. So we just tried different beat switches, change-ups, all that type of stuff. So, 
Yeah, I mean, trial and error. <laughs> you sit with a record and then decide you don't like it or you want to do something different or you just say, fuck uh, it, the sound is old now. Nah, so me, I kind of get the 10, 12, 15 stories or records that I want to put together and I start looking for the beats to go with them. Uh-huh. And once I get the beats, I start writing the stories on top of them. And that's how it kind of comes all together. So I already kind of knew what I wanted to be about, what these songs wanted to be about. I just had to find a production to actually fit these concepts and these stories. How difficult was that? Uh, it's not difficult anymore because <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not difficult anymore because I set up on the yay for a long time, so I know how to make. Like I did this whole album from scratch. Okay. So I know how to make the music. Like I've, you know, kind of cheat code. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just figured, like, being in there, understanding the dialogue, understanding, you know, the terminology to be able to, really, mm-hmm. you know, talk to the producer or talk to the engineer, that's the most important part. Like knowing what a Tom, a 909 is, 808 filters and delays, that's the hardest part. Once you know all that, you can tell them, hey, do this, do this, sample this at this tempo, I want this type of snare, boom, 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 filter this, and then that's that's Well, I guess that's the difference between a musician and a rapper, right? Like when you know the craft, when you know about the the technical aspect of what it is you're doing outside right. of just going in the bar and spitting booth. You know who else knows that? And it, it shocked me, but it didn't shock me. Diddy. Oh yeah. Yeah, cause you always look at Diddy on do now. You just think he just. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? But he really knows. Oh no, he, he knows, knows yeah, shit. He knows like, the music. He yeah, knows for the, real, the, for the, real. The, He's not playing. I was like. Right. Okay, Diddy, you a legend for real. Right. Oh, yeah, you Diddy ain't just sitting there twisting a the knob <laughs> and then taking half your publishing. Right, you right. Know, like, you really know his shit. Yeah, now you can see, like, when he be wanting publishing from the records, why he get it. Right. Like, because you didn't really think of that. That was really Diddy. You Diddy's just, idea. You just programmed it into the machine right. and made right. it what it was. Oh, he's so. a conceptual motherfucker. I mean, too. look yeah. what he did with American Gangster for, for Jay. Like, him and putting, the, and putting Sean C and, and the yeah. Hitman to get back together, or the yeah. new Hitman together, and yeah. crafting that whole sound. Like, that yeah. was hard. Puff, man. It's hard, yeah, bro. That shit was like, hard as <laughs> That's one of his American, best albums. Yeah, American Gangster is that work. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was playing that joint last look week. Look what he did like, with Life After Death. Yeah. Look what he did with yeah, Life that, After Death. That, movies. That's a those non-skippable are, are, album. You listen yeah. to that motherfucker all Straight the down. way. And, and you know what's crazy? You could kind of tell on that album, you could kind of tell Biggie was tra- looking at Pac like, man, I want to rap more songs like that. Right. But, did you know, at that time, Diddy had Diddy. Diddy. He's going to yeah, yeah, right. Bottles, sure. yeah, you know what I'm saying? going to push you the other direction. When I heard Biggie say, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't met a nigga broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had to pair a lead. Besides that. that. That right there yeah. was like, okay. Now he's telling this ghetto right. ass it's, it's, story, right. humbling ass story. Like, at right. first, I didn't hear that from, you know, you might have heard no, it No, no, no. You didn't get a lot of that. Get you down to the side. They go that nigga with the fake. Bow. Why you, you punch me in my face? Stay, Stay in your place. place. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, when, like, that's when you got the real that's life yeah. after death. Like, you got, that's you know, when I was like, today's yeah, agenda. Like, yeah. Got the suitcase up in the central. Yeah. yeah, that was word to stretch. Man. I bet they pussy. Yeah, yeah, that's when you got Biggie. Yeah. Really, told him pass me gasoline. The nigga passed me kerosene. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of stuff the early Biggie was talking about as a youngster, I couldn't really. Get it, cause I didn't know all He's these. He's a New York stuff. Yeah, right. He got New York stick up kid. Right, I didn't right, know what right, S-Cargo right. was. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, but you know, the very, very early Biggie was the stick up kid with the army jacket on that want to snatch your baby mother name yeah, plate. Yeah, yeah. And all that uh, Puff made him 
Gucci and 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 Versace and right. sunglasses. That was Puff's idea to do when that. When I rock it and drop her, I'm taking her Donakas. Yeah, that was yeah, Biggie. That was, that's, that's what Biggie wanted to do. Wow. Give me the loot. Give me the loot. That was the, yeah. That's a single Biggie wanted to release. Puff was like, Nah, we need a radio record. They can take this juicy beat. Yeah, yeah. He don't just. He's like, Nah. That he thought it was soft. He was like, Nah. That that them two made shit is soft as fuck. Big was like, and Puff was like, Nah. Still give me the street shit, but just do it over this shit, and I'm gonna put a dope ass hook on it, and we gonna make it rock out. Yeah. And that's that's what they did. Yeah. That's what Incredible. they did. Why the title No Dope on Sunday? Um, well, I kind of wanted that fi- experience talk right there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I definitely wanted to show my spiritual Niggas, side. Niggas, I know sold dope on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I know sold dope every day. <laughs> yeah, but see, that was that was on a lower level than I feel like I was operating on with the dudes I was doing operating with. But at the end of the day, it's not even about like too much about my street. You life. can talk the statue of limitations. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but it's not more so about that. It's more so about I was trying to find a way of showing my spirituality, but also my street life and kind of blending them. Right. Because it was that like I got partners in prison and partners that been shot, and they level of discerning or they level of counseling with their spiritual advisor is like the reason why they got 15 years versus me just not getting nothing. Right. There's just certain missions I wasn't going to go on. And niggas used to be picking on me. We had to fight about it because like, I would get out the car on a drive-by mission. Right. No, I, don't, I ain't with I'm this. I'm not with me. this. Yeah, this sound like some sucker shit. Let me out the car. Right. Yeah. And then I had to, we, they come back after they had shot this shit up, mad at me. We get, gotta go to the front yard right. and get to scrapping with them. Like, just to show them, like, bro, I ain't no sucker. I just. I don't want to go do twenty years. I'm, for, yeah, I'm not trying to go shoot no people. Sucker shit. Yeah, yeah, for uh, no sucker shit. Yeah, for no Yeah, I just ain't gonna do that one now. You, they right. hit you for a brick. I'm with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but, right. So everything I just was winning, and I thought that's where my spirituality just came in. Like, God just ain't nah, not this one. This ain't the one for you. Mm. Nah, don't go over there with this one. This girl ain't good. Yeah, your partner hitting her. Don't get mad. Right. Let your partner have her. That ain't yours. Right. You know what mm. I mean? So it's like certain things I was going through where. Most niggas, if, if your best friend, you walk in the house and your best friend hitting your girl, you're going you to have a sucker stroke. Yeah, you gonna, right. Yeah, yeah, fight, yeah, y'all yeah. get to fight. You yeah. got a pistol on your way. He got one. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. It's all over with. Yeah. All over because your girl in the room. And, and I love this girl. Right. But I knew, you know, just being able to have the, the spiritual advisor I had, I knew that ain't me. You got a right. longer journey. And that's not on you. It's yeah. on her. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And that's on him. You can't throw your life away because of yeah. something stupid she did. But I've seen the same scenarios where a partner might hit my partner, girl, and, and my partner might beat the living yeah, crap. Yeah. Like, or shoot him. Yeah, yeah. he got a yeah. like, one of my partner got a salt charge for catching a dude in the house with his girl. So it's just like, it's just certain ways. It was just like, man, certain things I was staying out of, and certain man, I'm talking about uh, recipes. Eddie Long, man, we got caught with like thirty bags of uh, weed. And I don't know if y'all remember this. I was at Jagged Edge House, one of the members from Jagged Edge, back in the uh, day, about eight years ago. Uh-huh. It was all over MTV and everything. So. Bingo? Huh? No, no, it was Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Okay, Kyle, yeah, Kyle, yeah. Kyle. Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah, one Kyle, of his friends right, right, left right, something right. at his house, and crazy thing is, he passed away, rest in peace. And it's like, we had to go to jail for it, and it was like the only thing that got us out. Now, I felt like I, I was just praying, praying, praying. And then Eddie Long sent his chaplain over. Eddie Long paid the bond, everything. Wow. wow. Exactly. That, well, that's that is really, big. Because so, you probably wouldn't be sitting here right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just, you know, by the grace of God, I got a lot of things. So I just want to give other guys that, that can, you know, if I can save 
one life, I'm Gucci. For sure. So, yeah, that's what No Dope on Sundays really is. But uh -huh. it is an unwritten rule when a nigga call you on Sunday. Boy, I'm with my mama. Boy, I'm with my... <laughs> and the niggas, they kids, right. <laughs> That's the one day you got to give to the fans. So I just want to... It's always been an unwritten rule in, in my life. So I just want to kind of... Or in the hood. So I just want to bring it to the forefront. Right. And make a dope concept out of it. I got I got one I want to keep you too long. I got oh. one last question though. We're gonna get them bars about you like okay, nah. <laughs> but um I seen you perform for a long time, like since back in probably like 2009, 2010, like uh, Smith's old bar right. and like places around Atlanta. And to me, your stage show has always been pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of artists come out, they might have a, a popping record and they see them on stage be and, terrible. and the stage show is slop. Right, it's right. no presence, they don't sound right, they don't have the wind for mm -hmm. it. So what I just want you to speak on, you know, perfecting your stage show or how what your process was for performance and, and, and showing up in front of a live audience and doing what you do. Man, I took everything I did as a youngster serious. Mm. So people don't know this, but I have so many secrets to my success. So my win come from I used to run track. I was a very great track and field guy. I went to the Junior Olympics twice. So okay. I used to run a lot. So I understand how to breathe when I'm on stage and when right. I'm performing. Um, I used to be in a dance group, so oh. I kind of got a little rhythm, so right. I can, you know what I mean, do it. Right. I just too stiff, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I, the word of God just come over me when I'm on stage, so it kind of like, it's just like me just letting lose me being who I am. Mm. I mean, I don't have to fake be tough, you know right. what I'm saying? All the dudes backstage. It's tough. It's tough, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm to do my art. Yeah, I got enough yeah, tough yeah, brothers yeah, with you me. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, let me be yeah, an artist. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. So. Uh, you know, that's just my biggest thing, just being, you know, just doing sports growing up, understanding how to breathe on stage, because you are up there for 45 minutes. Well, People I take am. that part for granted. Yeah. It's and, not easy to do that. And you got to remember all your words, because I don't rap with no That's the other part. Words. You got a lot of verses. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you remember all them verses, bro? Do you ever have to go back and listen to the song again just to remember the verses? Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, I only listen to my music. I don't listen. Like, cause to me, I don't, I hear other music. Like, I might have heard... Kendrick album, mm -hmm. I heard Drake out, heard Jerry Bad. People playing it, but yeah. not or or they'll play it for me. Or I right. have to pull up that you, that mm -hmm. Jay-Z album. But I won't listen to it. In your own life. Yeah, I just won't repetitive because you gotta think about it. Kendrick and Drake and shit, they have melodies that'll stick to you like instantly. Instantly. You uh -huh. three times, you go do a song, mm. you like, damn, that was a Drake melody. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. That's yeah. why you hear so many artists may sound like other artists, like even like a guy like my partner Lucci. Mm -hmm. A lot of dudes sound like him because, or, or you know, Future, a lot of people feel like, right. you know, the scene. Cause oh, God. That's all you listen like to. Future. You know what I mean? So I don't listen to, no, other. I might listen to, like, country music. I love listening to country music because they got dope concepts. Mm -hmm. They writing they might not be the best, but they got the dopest concepts. Then I listen to a lot of jazz. Right. I listen to a lot of gospel. Mm -hmm. I think gospel is one of the dopest, you know, genres. Shout out to Lecrae. Shout yeah, out yeah, to Lecrae. Yeah, for sure. Lecrae's super dope too. So I think all, in a nutshell, man, all those all those things is kind of what, you know, I think got me to where I am today. When did you yeah. start wearing the collar? Um, I did it for the album. I wanted to, you know, show this is what this album is. This is a, a testimonial album, but also you'll be able to find salvation in it. Mm. You'll be able to find some re some relatable parts of it that'll be like, damn. I went through this too. Right. Like my DMs make encourage me to wear this thing even more. Because people <laughs> What's get your DMs it. Look like tell me about like, your DMs, I mean, just bro. you know, man, I gotta go meet dudes with brain cancer. I'm 
this dude was playing. I'm his favorite, his brother's favorite rapper. He got in the car and he in a coma, but his hands move twitch when he played my my music on his shoulder. Oh wow! Like he just put the the uh the, the like phone this, on the shoulder, right? Play it, and he'll just see his hands twitch. Like it's stuff like wow. like two time felons, pastors be hitting me, females be like, man, I've been trying to get my. My fiance to get more, and you know, into his spirit. you know, he out there in the street, and mm. but he love your album, and he be seeing. Well, now he see what I'm saying when I be saying, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. oh, okay. okay, he ain't never even been to the church, right? He ne probably never get close to it. And ain't think about praying about nothing. But I seen all my partners who didn't want to go to church with me, but when they took a bullet, the first person they called, Jesus, praise God, help I mean, me get out of this, yeah. right? <laughs> Who you call? You, you need to call 911, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to call my partner right. in them now. I've been trying to introduce you to my partner for a minute. Well, wow. Right. Don't call, call my, my partner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, you want to call my partner. All right. All right, bro. Man, how uh, dope is How hard is it to stick to what you really believe in as an artist when everybody's coming at you like, you know what's so high? Man, we'll put it out, man. You would be crazy. Just do this trap. Just do it. Mm -hmm. How hard is it to say, no, I'm Sci High the Prince. I'm a dope MC. I have concepts. This is what I want to do. Um, it's, it's hard for those who are impatient. Like, I always knew I was going to win eventually. You know what I'm saying? I just knew I was on an all-star team. And, you know, when you got KD, Steph, all of them in the starting lineup, you, you might have to be the sixth man on the bench or something. But it's like me. I always knew who I was. I always been, a, I feel like, a child prodigy in some way. So I knew it was just a matter of time. I, I, you just can't out-rap me like that. So it's just like, <laughs> now these days, a lot of dudes don't even rap like that no more. So I, I would just took it upon myself, like, oh, okay. Now I can just fill this void that mm -hmm. I feel like is, because, you know, when you listen to Kendrick, it's a lot of he's getting more so into the song making part as well. Right. I think just just straight rapping. Bars, I think we don't do that a lot. I mean, I think it's yeah. lost. It's coming so, back a little bit though. Yeah, now it's, it's coming it's, back. It's, I mean, yeah. it's guys like you've been doing. Uh, mm -hmm. What's the kid? Uh, Jid, Jid, like Jid, yeah, yeah. Earth Gang, Earth Gang like yeah. them boys. Them yeah. 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 From the yeah. South. Yeah, they from the yeah, they from yeah, they from is nasty. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, absolutely. Rhapsody's album is incredible. I'm just like, waiting for somebody. Please, America, if you listen to this podcast, please give 3D Nati a listen. Yeah, that's fire too. Yeah, yeah, that's my girl. Yeah, 3D fire. She need let me. Do an album though. Uh, Let's put it out there yeah. to the into the Come universe. Yeah. I'll I produce. I'll make her sound like, cause she can raps. She the thing about her is like she just need the right beats to, for her to come up with these dope concepts. Cause mm. she's one of them people where I used to say the the girls these days don't know how to make love is blind. Right. They ain't making, like, if yeah. you listen to Nicki or you listen to Cardi, they more they, like... They, right, they yeah, think they yeah, all got to yeah, do yeah, that, though. Right, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, all, like, all the women the, that come out now think they got to follow Little Kim. Well, yeah. not Rhapsody. Yeah, well, not yeah, Rhapsody. Not yeah, 3D. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but like, where's Rhapsody, the real concepts that speak to women that's some MC shit? Because mm -hmm. right. Rhapsody, right. you could tell she she hang with the fellas, too. Right. You know what I mean? But a girl, like a real girl, like Nate, 3D is more of a... A girly girl to me, like real yes. girly girls. Mm -hmm. so, she can spit too. And God, if she can give you those girly girls issues that girls go through with guys mm -hmm. and not just, you know, something you just flaunt how good you look, I think right. she would be able to put out 
uh, incredible album. And she's from the hood. So the first from couple the of projects she put out, she really spit in that fire mm-hmm. about the way she grew up in, in, in the hood. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, really she do did. need a dope yeah. producer to get yeah. in her ear and say, okay, you've done that. You've mm-hmm. conquered that. People know that. Now let's let's get you into female mode. I say it all the time, man, that first album, that one, one, one artist, one producer. Yeah, the, the yeah. Snoop and Dre, the right. Clips and Neptunes, the mm-hmm. like get that get that stink of patient with somebody with one producer that gets. Well, you know, Nas that. fucked that up because before oh, yeah, yeah, before yeah, yeah, Illmatic, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, was one producer. producer. Right, yeah. It was LL and Rick Rubin. And Rick Rubin, yeah. right? It yeah, was running them and Rick Rubin. That's how you it get those classic Nas went and got like Les, like, give me yeah, Q-Tip, yeah, give me Pete Rock, and it worked out for him. It worked out like a charm for him. And then Jay double back with Reasonable Doubt. right? Right. Yeah, yeah, because he had he Ski did a lot of that. Primo did a lot of that. Clark Kent did a bunch of that shit. Irv Gotti, Irv Gotti did that. They did that. They did that. You know, a lot of a lot, you know, and then X did too, but X only kept it to like three or four, maybe and, four times. And not for nothing, we was talking about this the other day with my homie. Like you would say Swiss and X, but PK and Dame Grease did a lot Dame of that. Dame Grease did a, a lot, lot of that. that Dark and Hell is hot. Like that first album, Swiss only had. But that's like, why I said there's only like three, three people yeah, on that yeah. whole I think Swiss album. Swiss only had one or two records. He didn't go on that get album. five or six. Right. DMX yeah. blast. I used to think he was one of the greatest things living, bro. Man, I was at a bar and Slippin' came on and I damn near wanted to cry. That's I what I'm trying like, to say. Man, this that's what I think. Dark and Hell is Hot is still one of my favorite albums of all time. That's why I want that's what my I want my album to feel like. Like you can go back to it all the time and get those those feeling that 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 nostalgic feel the feeling that time. It, yeah. Like, man, that's just timeless. So yeah. like even when I listen to Good Kid Mad City, when I listen to it yeah. in LA. And, uh, it's Have you different. ever listened to it? <laughs> it's, yeah, different. it's a different it's, album in LA. It's different. It's different. Yeah, it's like, different. Man, yeah. It just fit the weather, the, the, everything, the vibe. But well, for me, being an OG and understanding exactly what he was talking about on Good Kid, Mad City, yeah. being that I've stomped around in Compton with Crips and Bloods and yeah. Pyrus and had an old girl on Pyru Street. They used to give me a pass to come through whenever I felt like it. <laughs> right. I knew exactly. It was, it was, when I touched down to LA, it was from the OGs on both sides. Ed Lover's untouchable. You don't yeah. fuck with Ed, even a young nigga. But then they used to tell me, Ed, be careful. Don't fuck around, young though, niggas are crazy. Yeah, so yeah. don't get out of out of hand. Right. right. But you motherfuckers could. know, the shot callers in every hood know that you're untouchable. So listening to this kid's album from that perspective mm-hmm. that he gave it to me from is utterly amazing and a right. fantastic piece of work. Yes. And, abs- and your work, No Dope yes. on Sundays, is a fucking fantastic piece yeah, of work, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you. I am a. F- I've been you. a fan of yours since I met you, but right. this album, bro, you put <laughs> your stamp on hip hop. Like, hey, I'm not just the other the six man on the bench. Right, 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 right. right. I come in and drop fifty, right, yeah, forty, yeah, and right. ten. And you be right. around. <laughs> I'm Kyrie Irving. I love. Exactly, exactly. I love the Cavaliers. Right. I have my own team right. now. Exactly. And I think the part that made me like it even more is that it came so late in the year. It right. was like everybody did whatever y'all gonna do. Everybody mm. put out their shit. You know, Jay put out his shit, and Kendrick came out, and a whole bunch of people that came out, and then it's like. No dope on Sunday. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And, it's and like, I also it feel like your shit is organic. Right. I feel sure. like every feature I feel like I, I heard on your album is like I felt like, okay, that's a natural 
thing right, right. to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I mm-hmm. felt like Push belonged there. Mm-hmm. Ty Dolla Sign belongs on that record. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like you was reaching. Right, a lot right, of right. artists reach because the record company puts that pressure on them. Mm-hmm. You know, God damn, we got to get Wayne. Yeah, right, and Wayne yeah, don't yeah, fit. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Right, you exactly. might have a good record and get some radio play, and then two months, three months later, people are moved on to some sh- mm-hmm. other shit. Your shit is not classic at all. And you know, it's crazy. A lot of the guys... I did have options on the songs, like you said, but I wanted to make sure they fit. So some, I got some records that got, you know, a lot of other artists. She was like, man, that didn't make the album. But I was like, I'm going to have to save it or put it out some other time because I wanted to, like, I actually picked those characters because I wanted it to, like, I understood what 2 chains go through when, right. you know what I'm saying, he went through his situation or Schoolboy Q. I'm glad you put Q on there, man. Yeah, 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 I love yeah, Q, like, man. Schoolboy <laughs> Q, Q, Q always... Every time we got together, you know, he got this joking vibe to him. But right. he, like, he reminded me of somebody I would have rolled with as a youngster. Like, yeah. we would have fought together, prayed right. together, mm-hmm. ate together. Like, it yeah. would just be my best partner. So I think him illustrating that is, right. is dope. Then just to have 80s baby and then have BJ the Chicago kid. Right. You know what I mean? Jagged so just, Edge. So I had them worry at Jagged Edge. Jagged Edge song is so hard. Yeah. Because that's what I was telling them. I was like, man, I hate when R&B Well, artists... shit, he went to jail with him. He should have put him on the yeah. right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that. That's then why I really that. got right. him because they understood that. the plight. But I didn't like, I don't like when uh, R&B artists only sing about loving a girl. Right. There's, there's something you, yeah. can, you can do other things with your voice that yeah. speak another well, message. Especially Jagged Edge right. shit. They like know. Marvin Gaye was. Oh, you know, they do the yeah. love. Yeah. No, no, right. Like oh, Mercy, Mercy, Mercy Me. Everybody. And yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Blue now they yeah. want to do a whole album like that. Right. So I'm like, okay, that's, cool. Yeah, let's that's, go in. That's the way to come back. Yeah, just come we back. We're going to put that out in the atmosphere for you to produce 3D Not T. I'm going to get all up in her day. Matter of fact, when we finish editing this damn podcast, I'm going to make sure I send her a copy of this. I'm like, yo, sign. Everybody who's listening to this right now, hop in her mentions, hop on her Instagram, and and let her know. I'm going to say, Saha, I want to work with you, man. Yeah, Yeah, good. Consider that because you dope and he dope. I like to hear what what comes out of that shit right there. Now, before you go, bro, you got to give me 16, man. <laughs> Come on, Come on, bro. You got to give me 16. Man, I don't really got nothing, but... Uh, you got to give me 16. Man, um, I'm so instrumental to the instrumental. Make your favorite rapper wish he never pinched a pencil. You can't pull my card unless I'm paying for incidentals. You niggas softer than the lady that I'm intimate when she in the swimsuit. Huh. I'm the most influential nigga in the venue. Huh. Don't let that shit offend you. Now makes Prince continue. Huh. Huh. Here's a menu. I'm serving food for thought without the cooking utensils. This is culinary. Prison love me like I'm commissary. Children love me like I'm Tom and Jerry. Christians love me like the son of Mary. Huh. The only people who ain't fucking with the kid is at the monastery. I'm so sick, they won't even Obama care me. Rhyme with the same chopper that Osama carried. Niggas hating on the side, we call that commentary. And if you hanging with a hater, you were honorary. Went from paying bonds to being stock owners. They threw them rocks at us. I guess the block stoned us. Trap house full of flies, but we don't never kill them because I know the feeling of somebody putting a SWAT on you. Huh? You can ask them niggas out and lie on you. Glaucoma, so enough to clear your glaucoma. Uh, that's it. I ain't got no. <laughs> what else can we say, man? Sai High the Prince. This is Come On Sun, the podcast, man. Y'all yes. keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. Hey. Yeah, we'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about your ass on this next podcast. Sai High, thank you, my brother. Hey, thanks, Ed, man. I'm glad y'all had me, man. Sai High, no dope on Sundays. Go get that right now. Right now. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Hey. Come on, son.
This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.